Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 420 on Newstalk 830 WCCL. Blaise Olson in for Paul and Jordana today. Joining me now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, the one and only Andy Tate, financial advisor with Best Prep and Cahill Financial Advisors. Andy, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here, Blaise. Say, Andy, the uh, market did well today, and you know whether you watch the market daily, you don't. Um, one of the in kind of things that people should learn more about is how do financial advisors receive their compensation, or what are they, you know, compensated on? And there's an array of options out there that people need to understand, try to understand, or need to know what questions to ask. So if somebody's getting ready to, you know, partner with or build a relationship with a financial advisor, what are kind of some of the first questions you suggest that they ask? Well, I think first and foremost, when we're talking about finances and financial advisors and financial planners, the one thing that they're very bad at is talking about how they're paid. Right. So I think that's first and foremost, how does this work? Nobody does it as a hobby. It is, it, is a, it is a job for a reason, and understanding where the compensation comes from, how it's paid, uh, what factors go into determining it, uh, that's something that needs to be negotiated up front and absolutely needs to be discussed up front. And um, there's a couple different ways. So let's just start with planner versus advisor. What's the difference between a financial planner and a financial advisor? Is there a difference? There is, and it, it's it's a pretty minute difference, but I think it is absolutely uh, something to realize. A financial planner carries a certification as a certified financial planner. Okay. A financial advisor is somebody who has the qualifications to be a financial advisor, but doesn't necessarily carry the top designation in the industry. So a CFP mark or certified financial planner, it just shows that that individual has gone through some additional training there's a different level of expectations uh, as far as the planning quality comes along. And, and it's, there's a board exam. It's like going to a physician that hasn't passed their boards. They still know medicine, but you kind of want to go to the physician who's board certified. No, I think that is the case. And whether it's realtors or, you know, even in my field, we're not licensed as public relations folks, but there are certifications that some people, some companies kind of insist on uh, as you go. So when it comes to financial planners, advisors earning their keep, um, you know, on a good day when the market goes up, they make more money. And when the market goes down, they should pay you back money. Not really. But, um, (laughs) you know, if only that was the case. But there's, you know, AUM, fee-only, fee-based, project-based, commission. What's the most common? What should the everyday investor kind of look for in the way their advisor or their planner is compensated? Well, some of the different methods, the AUM stands for assets under management. So there'll be an advisor fee or planner fee on top of the underlying expense ratios in the, in the investments. 
So that's a very common way of, of doing it. So the more assets you have, in theory, your fee should be a little bit less because a lot of the time and effort goes in the, the beginning of the relationship, the onboarding. And so a fee only versus a fee based, yep. again, one word, but pretty significant difference. Fee based means part, part of their compensation comes through commissions. You're selling a product. For example, if an insurance company is the underlying uh, backbone, well, yep. odds are you're going to get incentives to sell more insurance. And so a lot of those advisors refer to themselves as fee based. So there is assets, you're getting paid on assets, but you're also getting paid a commission on a product that they're selling. So it's, it's not good or bad. It's just a different way of compensation. And then project-based. If you have a situation that's pretty specific and you don't need full-scale financial planning, well, pay for that. Take care of my estate plan. Uh, look and review how my investments are positioned in the volatile market that we're in. You know, define the scope of the relationship and determine what's a fair price. So it's, there are multiple ways to, for the advisor to get paid. And typically, clients aren't going to be all that turned off. They realize we do our job for we make a living. Yep. Uh, just making sure that you're upfront about it. And then there's just some final kind of questions to ask, whether it's their own personal financial background, their own credit score, um, where they invest, their their age and why it matters, their relationships. I mean, all of those things, when you're dealing with money, it first of all, you know, consumers are generally uncomfortable talking about it. But secondly, uh, the re- it's a relationship. It's a trusted relationship. And you have to ask questions that build that trust. What are your kind of your go-to questions to try to really know you could trust somebody? Well, I think you, you trust your instincts, number one. Uh, I think people, you, you gravitate towards, towards certain people. Uh, the, the, the way that they communicate is important. Uh, the way they listen is even more important. Uh, if I have a client give me their situation and walk me through some of their concerns and I hear it completely wrong, well, that's going to be a bad, a bad, bad relationship. So I think going through and understanding that the advisor has to have somebody who's already been in somewhat of your situation, uh, where the advisor invests their own individual money, I don't think matters at all because every situation is unique. And also, too, make sure that their level of experience matches up with you. You don't want to have a 25-year-old sit down with a 75-year-old advisor. Odds are that 75-year-old advisor is going to retire soon. That 25-year-old now is out looking for another relationship. So try to match up some of the skill sets, some of the needs, and also age if you can. Well, Andy, thanks for that. And obviously, in these times when people have a lot of questions with money, one of the best things they can do is learn from themselves through stuff like Best Prep. So I appreciate you joining me on CCO. Glad to be here. Andy Tate from Cahill Financial Advisors and Best Prep. Always good to be smart when you're dealing with your money. And if you don't feel smart, talk to somebody who follows it and you can build a trusted relationship with.